0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to a new year 2022 and welcome here to Fortress of Faith. Today and over the next few days, I want to share some thoughts with you that I hope will be a help to you. Uh, Words of wisdom for starting a new year. I got some thoughts that I'm going to share with you today and over the next few days, and I hope that they will be a blessing to you. I want to begin by reading to you a verse Psalms chapter 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So if we number our days, if we consider each and every day and not let them slip by carelessly, And if we number them, it will help us to apply our hearts unto wisdom. Someone put it this way. If you look after the pennies, the dollars will look after themselves. And there's a lot of truth there. You know, if you want to be concerned about your financial situation there, uh, if you're careful over the small things, the pennies, if you manage them well, then the dollars will automatically take care of themselves if you take care of the small things. And if you're going to get off to a good year, if you want to have a good year for 2022, maybe you look back on 2021 and saying, man, there's a lot of things I said at the beginning that I wanted to get done. Things that I wanted to change in my life or improve in my life or in my family or in my work or whatever. And you look back over twenty twenty one, you say, "Oh man, I, I really blew it. I didn't get done half the things I wanted to get done." Well, I guarantee you, if you want, if you if if you're if you want to change that, then you have an opportunity here in twenty twenty two. And I love New Year's. I, I I love it, and I'm reminded, and I say it often, of Spurgeon saying, "No matter your past, your future is spotless." And I like a new beginning. A new beginning gives me an opportunity to say to my failings of, of the past, that's now in the past, and now I've got an opportunity for a new start. And there's nothing better to a new start than a new year. So I want to share with you some thoughts, three today, and some others over the next few days, words of wisdom, nuggets of wisdom that I think will help you to make the most of 2022. And my first thought is this. Don't stumble at the start. Don't stumble at the start. Well, again, like a new year. Uh, if you want to make a better year in 2022, don't start in June. Don't start in September to you know, really make the most out of it. Start now. Begin now to make the changes, make the determinations. Now, a lot of people are very much against New Year's resolutions, a year that you say, well, I'm resolved that from, from this point forward, I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z. And if people say, you know, because the fact is that 30 days later, you're probably going to stop whatever it is that you've resolved yourself to do. Now, that might that might happen, but I guarantee you, you, you're not going to make any changes by not making a start. You have to start. In order, if you want things to change, you have to start to make the change and just simply say, well, because I'm not likely going to succeed, I'm probably going to fail in this 30 days later and not be doing it there. I'm not going to go ahead and try in the first place. Well, that certainly is a recipe for failure. And so don't stumble at the start. And let me throw another thought on this. Parents your children are at the start of their life you're the ones that god has placed in their life to guide them nurture them teach them train them so that they can come into their adult life with a you know with their feet firmly on the ground with a good head on their shoulders but many parents are neglecting their job i've heard this dozens and dozens and dozens of times when I was a missionary, and I hear it from some here in America. Well, I'm just gonna let my kids make their own choices about what religion they're going to follow. Man, that's one of the stupidest things I probably have ever heard people say. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter twenty two, verse six, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he'll not depart from it. They need training. They need guidance. Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse fifteen <clears throat> it says this foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. You know, it's there, and we all know it. I mean, kids are just, they make foolish decisions. And if you say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them choose their own faith, their own religion, their own destiny when it comes to those things there, and, uh, and parents are neglecting uh, their job of being a guide, an important guide to their kids. And uh, what will, you know, uh, take away that foolishness that's bound in their heart? The Bible tells us the rod of correction shall drive it far from them. But parents are so afraid to do their job. Don't stumble at the start, and don't stumble at the start of your kids' lives, parents. Let me tell you a quick story. <clears throat> Sad one, actually. Back when I was a youth pastor, this is years ago. I was just coming out of Bible college. We took an internship job at a church in in Missouri and I was a song director and youth director we were only there for the year <clears throat> and uh, one of the kids in our youth department was a preacher's kid not the pastor's kid but a, a preacher's kid their folks were missionaries retired missionaries and or uh, back home from the from the field she was dating another boy who was also a missionary's kid so both these kids you know were raised in a good home they knew better but the two of them got physical as often happens <clears throat> with young people, and she got pregnant. Of course, this would have been a disastrous thing for their parents, both missionary parents, to learn that you know their kids have been doing these things. So the boyfriend paid for her to have an abortion, and she couldn't live with the guilt of killing her own baby. and So she tried to commit suicide. What they tried to keep secret ended up coming out to everybody. And uh, and what what a ruined life. What a ruined life for both of these kids. And the third and, and even then the, the, the kid the child, the unborn child that was killed. Don't stumble at the start. So many kids in fact this was a report back in two thousand eleven. Eighty percent of unmarried evangelical young adults. Are having sex according to studies 80% in fact ages between 18 and 29 evangelical single adults there are almost as sexually active as their non Christian counterparts the Bible tells us very clearly that sex is only for the marriage bed churches are neglecting to being teaching that to their kids and allow well there everyone's gonna do it no don't stumble at the start. Maybe you're listening to me, young young person. Don't stumble at the start. It will mess your life up. Here's the second point. Don't meander in the middle. Don't stumble at the start. Number two, don't meander in the middle. Luke chapter 9, verse 62 says this, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, uh, no man, God's will for your life. Put your hand to the plow and don't turn back. So many people change jobs. Baby boomers change jobs about 12 times in their career. On average, 40% of people use the degree that they they paid for and studied for in college. Only 40% are using it in their current profession. So 60% are, are working in a field that their degree didn't even, that they studied in, didn't, didn't even, uh, they, did, they put their hand to the plow but changed direction. Look about this divorce. People putting their hand to the plow saying, I'm going to be with you. I'm choosing you to be my life mate till death do us part. Well, the divorce rate in the United States is about 50%. In some states it's higher, in some states it's lower. Oklahoma, for some reason, is higher, 65% of uh, marriages in Oklahoma end in divorce. In Hawaii, 20% end in divorce. There's something about Hawaii, folks. Well, people say, well, I've only made this one mistake. I was young, and I know much better now, and I can get married uh, a second time, and I'm not going to make these same mistakes. Second marriages have a divorce rate at 60%, and those who really think that they're seasoned at on their third marriage— Seventy-three percent of their of these marriages end in divorce. The problem, folks, is is themselves. It's not their spouses. It's not their mates. It's themselves. They've got problems of their own. Uh, people say, "Well, like you know, like, my tires—they keep you know wearing down there and, and stuff." It's not the tires' fault. You can you can put the best tires on there, but if the car is out of alignment. The problem is not is there, not in the tires. So it's not in the spouse. It's not in, in your wife. It's in you, buddy. Don't meander in the middle. Don't just kind of wander around here, or there, and go anywhere and stuff there. Put your hand to the plow and stick with it. Here's the third thought for today. First thought, don't stumble at the start. Number two, don't meander in the middle. Number three... Don't falter at the finish. I just read to you a verse when we started. Psalms 90 verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Verse 10 tells us this, that the days of our years are threescore years and ten. And by reason of strength, they be fourscore years. So we may... Expect up to 80 years. Now, today here in Western civilization, it's not too uncommon to live past 80. But I guarantee you this, you go to any graveyard, you're going to find young people there too. None of us have a guarantee of when our time will be up. The Bible tells us that our life is but a vapor. It appeareth for a little while and then vanisheth away. The fact is, is that your casket might be in town even this week. So we have no guarantee. But if you do have an opportunity to live a full life, up to 80 years, let's say you're 18 now, then you might expect to enjoy 3,224 weekends. Number your days. Don't waste them. Don't let them slip by. Many, many people out there living a life saying, you know, well, I'm just killing time. I like what my uncle says. If we're going to kill time, let's work it to death. Make the most out of it. If you're 30 years of age or older, you have 2,600 weekends left. If you're 40 years of age, you're about halfway, 2,080 weekends left. If you're 60, you've got just over 1,000, 1,040 weekends left. If you're 70, you've got 520. No matter how many you've got, live it to the fullest. Don't falter at the finish. Mahatma Gandhi said this, although a Hindu, he had some wise things to say. And by the way, he said this about Christians. When he's considering religion, he looked at uh, at, at um, becoming a Muslim, joint you know, following Islam, and he looked at Christianity and 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 thought you know, there's truth there. And he was about to become a Christian. He was raised a Hindu, and he was about to become a Christian. And he said this: If it were not for Christians, I'd be a Christian because of the poor testimony of how people are living their life as so-called Christians. I don't want to be part of that. What a sad, sad commentary that is for Christians. But he said this, live as if you were to die tomorrow. No matter how many days you think you have left, live as if you were to die tomorrow. And then he also said, learn as if you were to live forever. So live as if you're about to die. Learn as if you're going to live forever. Ever. Well, that's going to be it for today. I got more on these pieces of wisdom for a new year. So I hope you'll join us tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.